This is a HeadGum Podcast. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake-me-up-when-the-sun-sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything uh, podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. I'm Tim. How are you doing this year? The, this Yeah, the, this decade, Tim. Tom, as this decade comes to a close, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the way I live my life. Yeah. The kind of man I am. Mm-hmm. The kind of human I am. Yeah. The kind of friend, mm-hmm. community member. Well, that's f- good to hear the friend part spouse. at least that you're... Yeah, rethinking how you approach. Well, that. I'm not re. I'm evaluating. I'm not reevaluating. I'm taking a look at everything. Some yeah, things are fine, some... like the way the friendship stuff. I'm really great oh, at no. friends. Oh well, I don't know about. I'm that. one of the best at friends, Tom. Sometimes, a lot of times, I send you emails and I don't get a response, or I send you a text and I don't get a response. Oh, crap! <laughs> what? A friend of ours invited us to a bachelor party weeks ago, and I still haven't responded yeah. and i've meant to respond every day i'm a, I'm a bad friend i had to reevaluate that yeah there's well, a lot I'm of glad, things well i'm glad i was able to help you reevaluate that and now that's led to your decision to reevaluate it yeah thanks tom you're a real hero <laughs> um, um yeah i'm one of those guys uh i'm one of these uh jerks mm. that's just like i know it's arbitrary but uh i think uh, a new year and a new decade was really like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really take this opportunity to to become a better person or to think about the way that I am. And the decades, huge man. Yeah. Ooh, the Roaring Twenties are gonna be a uh, uh, gonna be a lot different from this guy. Yeah. For this guy. For this guy. Yeah. Yeah. First off, he's gonna become a flapper. A flapper. Well, let's a let's a dance. Oh, the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be one of the fat cats. Yeah, that's a good idea. If they outlaw something, I want to keep doing it without uh, without any repercussions. Uh, I want to th- uh, be rich. I saw a thing uh, uh, yesterday because we live in New York City. They have you know these like electronic billboards like outside my home. <laughs> that yeah, the future <laughs> is really coming true, and it's. It sucks. Sometimes, like I walk down the, you know, walk down the street, and like if you do step back for a second and think about it, you're like, yeah, there's screens all over the place that I'm just used to. That there's a a, a screen on my corner that the city runs that is just on 24 hours a day, occasionally showing useful information that the city provides, like oh, there's a delay on the subway or whatever, but mostly just showing ads. Yeah. I look. I don't. And 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 that's what replaced the phone booths. So you can call, you can dial a number on there, or you can like charge your phone using it as like USB plugs, and it has like a Wi-Fi signal it puts out. But like you wouldn't want to touch it or plug something into it or connect to that Wi-Fi signal ever if you yeah. could avoid it. Whoever, whatever manufacturing 
company, whoever owns that company that manufactures those things, is really good friends with some powerful people on the city <laughs> council because they probably poured billions of dollars into those things that are only ever defecated on <laughs> or yeah. urinated on. I remember reading like when they first came out how the security was going to work uh, for the Wi-Fi signal where it was like... It wasn't? No, it, it sounded... You know what? It sounded like an one of those things where they were overconfident about it. Or maybe every time you uh, logged onto that, now the NYPD is <laughs> right. reading everything you've do, you do on your phone. Or they probably don't even know how. They're probably just downloading it to some server somewhere yeah. that's insecure and just sifting through it. Yeah. Uh, no, it was something where like the firmware will basically like restore itself every twenty four hours. So even if somebody did hack it, it would get restored but that was one of those things that i read and i thought oh that's kind of clever what if somebody hacks the image of the firmware restoration <laughs> so what if what, what if every time it's restoring itself it's just putting the hacked version back on mm. but anyway i was walking by one of those things and occasionally it shows facts on there mm. and it said uh that in the roaring 20s there were it was estimated that there were over a hundred thousand um, speakeasies in New York City. A hundred thousand? Yeah. How Isn't many bars insane? are in New York? Yeah, I don't think there's a hundred thousand bars wow. in New York. A hundred thousand speakeasies. That's crazy. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it was more convenient to get a drink uh, in the twenties than it was nowadays. Yeah. yeah, it's so hard to get a drink these <laughs> days. Sometimes I have to walk uh, half a block to find a bar. Uh, there are just over fifty-one thousand businesses licensed to sell alcohol, but that in includes the entire restaurant. state. In the entire what? state, well, this is I'm reading this off of Quora, okay, which is, uh, as we know, uh, not uh, super uh, accurate. Yeah, Ooh, TripAdvisor has a an article: smoker-friendly bars in New York City. Huh? I yeah, didn't you want to come to New there. York and smoke? <laughs> uh, head to the Soho Cigar Bar. Oh, yeah. Well, if you go to a cigar bar, of yeah. course. Imagine going to a cigar bar and you spark up a stogie and they say, oh, excuse me, there's no smoking in here. You'd be like, what is this? Uh, so, like, what is this? Uh, practical jokes TV show? What is this? Uh, is this an impractical joke? Yeah. Are there four uh, Goombas from uh, Staten <laughs> Island uh, goofing off in a van nearby? Yeah, so I'm about to come out and ask me if I have a, a, a ham sandwich to eat or something <laughs> silly. I'll never get over that guy asking me about silly things in the rest in the supermarket. Yeah, the impractical. You had a run-in with the impractical yeah. jokers years ago. Yeah, it's fine. They seem like nice guys. They seem like nice enough guys. But the PAs were like, "You have to sign a release." I'm like, "I'm not signing a release." And it's for a practical joke show. Well, then I especially <laughs> I'm am not, about signing it. Yeah, I'm gonna sign this thing, and then you're. I'm gonna walk outside. Uh, there's gonna be marbles all over the sidewalk <laughs> or something. Forget Don't it. There's gonna be a bucket of water perched on the door yeah i went uh uh we just had christmas time here in new york city yeah and I christmas in new york <laughs> a fairy tale of new york is that what the song's called yeah that everybody's like, like that. that's my favorite christmas song yeah. Die Hard's my favorite christmas movie <laughs> look at how alternative i am yeah. uh i went to uh, the store to do some last minute christmas shopping yeah. and it was horrible and then on the way home uh, it wasn't that, like, I needed to get uh, two things, maybe. No, I needed to get, like, three things. I needed to pick something up that I bought with, like, a in-store pickup at Best Buy. So that okay. was, like, easy enough. It's like, all right, I bought it. They have it. 
And I just need to stand in this line. It's a long line, but whatever. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tari. What was it? A record player for my brother. Wow. Oh, talk about a uh, hip. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've heard he likes records. I heard he's into Did music. you buy him the Pogues record that has Fairy Tale of New York on it? They were out of it, unfortunately. And, uh, the Record Store Day pressing of the Die Hard soundtrack. <laughs> uh, they, I don't think Best Buy carries Record Store Day uh, releases. Yeah. Uh, but then I also had to go to Target to get uh, gift wrap. I went to the gift wrapping section, and it was uh, picked over. It was clean, clean yeah. out. So I had to get uh, Hanukkah wrapping paper. Oh, man, Tom. But then I later found that they just moved all the Christmas wrapping paper somewhere else. Oh. So I got some of that. And then I just had to wait in a long line for that. Why don't you just use newspapers? <laughs> the funny pages. You know what? I did think I have like some brown wrapping paper for like shipping and stuff. Yeah. And I do. That's what I wrapped your present in. It, and it looked great, Tom. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, nah, I should get some wrapping, some Christmas wrapping paper. I got this wrapping paper. It looks like Santa's buckle, his belt buckle. Yeah. So uh, it's like uh, you're unzipping his fly? Yeah, it's an innuendo. Yeah. Uh, but on the way home, I was very uh, stressed, even from just that hour of shopping. Uh-huh. And I was very hungry. And that was the afternoon. I had not eaten yet. And uh, I decided because I had been through that stress and because I had... Uh, uh, hadn't eaten that i could justify going to mcdonald's for lunch mm. and then uh, you you give your you you have a lot of little tricks that you do <laughs> to justify uh, doing certain things yeah yeah that's okay uh, it's called self-care tim okay self-care so uh but i was on the way to uh uh driving to mcdonald's and this bus was pulling out and the bus was pulling out and it blocked the entrance to mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. So the it was like parked was right it on the so- sidewalk. No, it parked right in front of the entrance to McDonald's, like the where you know the curb cutout where you can drive in. Uh-huh. Uh, but then it oh, was, were you driving? Yeah, I was driving oh, a car. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's why I said in the beginning. So <laughs> Did I was, you? Yeah, I was. Dri- you drove to the Target in Brooklyn. Yeah, you are a maniac. I had to go find a. I found a parking spot on like Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Man, I, I didn't want to take the subway there. It's, I know. I mean, it's it's perversely impressive. Yeah. That, that you well, and I'll tell you, this regular player weighed a ton. Like I, I had a backache just from carrying it to the car. Yeah. I found a parking spot like a block away, which wasn't bad. But uh, the parking, I was not allowed to park there for another 15 minutes. Mm. The car in front of me and behind me had tickets on their windshield. So it's like, oh, somebody already came through. And I walked almost all the way to the mall, and then I went, ah, if I get a ticket, I'm going to be so mad. Like, if this present now costs me an extra, like, $100 mm-hmm. because of a parking ticket, I'm going to be furious. So I went back to my car to sit in it to make sure I didn't get a ticket, which worked out because then I got to see the person parked in front of me come back to their car to find a <laughs> ticket on it and then blow their top, which nice. was fun to watch. Um and, and carrying this record player, the car was very heavy. But anyway, so on the way back, I'm going to McDonald's, and uh, this bus, I'm about to make a right, and then this bus starts pulling out. I'm like, oh, crap. Now the bus is blocking the way, so I slammed on the brakes so I could make the right. Started banging on the horn. No, I slammed on the brakes, and the guy behind me ran into me. Oh, Tom, yeah. this is the worst Christmas Eve ever. And then he's honking at me like it's my fault. Uh, I was like, oh, man. Uh, so I like pulled over and he took off. Oh, 
so I like I pulled over and got out of my car and looked and it was fine. There was no damage. Uh, but then he got stopped right at the red light. So I pulled up behind him and then I just uh, fantasized about strangling him to death. <laughs> <laughs> about uh, pulling him out of his car and just strangling him to death. So I was very much. Well, in the I mean, Christmas you you spirit. didn't you didn't get to go to McDonald's. No, so I went around the block about <laughs> killing a man. <laughs> Look, I needed to, I needed to get some kind of satisfaction some way. Now I, went I actually do. I do appreciate. You know what? Fender benders happen all the time in in the city here. Yeah, and if everybody's following the, uh, the speed limit, which nobody ever is, but like right. if you're around there, if you bump into somebody at twenty five miles an hour. Well, 25. And, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like in stop and go traffic. Yeah, no, I mean, this is like. I appreciate honestly, nobody getting out and being like, well, and like you, in the long run, Tom, mm-hmm. the guy was angry at you or yeah. being a jerk or whatever. But imagine having to get out of your car and have a conversation and have that person be unreasonable towards you. Uh, then I would have strangled him. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> like, the fact that he's like, screw this, I'm getting out of here. Like, I could see now you have uh, righteous anger, yeah. but also you don't have to actually deal with him and nothing happened. I got his license plate number, though. I'm going to file a false report. Nice. You could file a real report. Now I'm going to say I saw him kill somebody. Tim, it's... Uh... It's almost, to us, it's almost Christmas Eve. And if you're listening to this episode. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Uh, If you're listening to this episode somewhat in a timely fashion, it's almost New Year's Eve for you. If you're listening to this after New Year's Eve, you got to Turn it off. You got to start listening to the episodes. No, turn it off and save it for next year. It'll be just as relevant. I mean, this is going to be a classic, Tom. Yeah, a New Year's classic. People are going to stop partying on New Year's and just gather together at 1058, put this guy on, listen mm-hmm. to your classic tale about being rear-ended on Christmas Eve. <laughs> um, what, are, uh, what are your feelings about New Year's Eve as a whole? Tom, <clears throat> I'm pro-New Year's Eve, okay. and I'll tell you why. All right. Christmas... Mm-hmm. Get such a buildup, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it's like a month of decorations are oh, up. And more than a month nowadays. Yeah, and Christmas music, and everybody's like, and and I like Christmas. I like getting together with loved ones and exchanging gifts and all that stuff. I, I really enjoy it. You know, one thing I didn't hear you say you enjoyed the video game you bought me for Christmas. No, you bought ba- me a video game for Christmas. It was nice. The baby Jesus being born. Yeah, that too. Tom, I was get I was building to that. Uh-huh. It's build. I'm always building. I always end with the baby Jesus, uh-huh. no matter what I'm talking about. Uh, top five guys of all time. <laughs> the baby Jesus. Number one baby Jesus. Uh, Tom, uh, uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. So the buildup is is really big. Yeah, to Christmas. And then ever since uh, I was a kid, like by like one p.m. on Christmas Day, you're it's done. Just, it's just deflated. All of it is is over right you've opened up all the presents yeah you've done your stuff and it's just like and for me especially now Mm -hmm. uh with like uh having jobs and stuff right Mm -hmm. you know as a grown-up uh it's nice to have like oh no it's still you're not back in the real world for another week there's still this full week before uh new year's where everybody's still like 
not being responsible about work and, mm-hmm. and just kind of like hanging out and still you can still go to parties and stay out late and get drunk and stuff and like nobody's real you don't really have to be responsible for another right. whole week yeah and i appreciate that see as a kid i was gonna say what annoyed me after like 1 p.m on christmas was usually by that time it was i had gotten something that needed batteries that i didn't have batteries or i got like jeffrey bucks for uh for, toys r us yeah. And I knew what I wanted already, and it was, oh, no, the world stopped. Everything has stopped yeah. and shut down. Well, back when we were kids, they didn't make people go to work on Christmas Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, you, now, if Toys R Us didn't get uh, uh, crapped into a oblivion by, by private equity firms, uh, it, they'd make the workers show up there. Yeah, which would be great for kids. Yeah. Um, because as a kid... You don't appreciate the time between Christmas and New Year's because you're thinking, well, I don't have shit to do anyway. It's fine. Like, yeah. like, yeah, not going to school is pretty cool, but I don't know. I'm also not seeing my friends. Yeah. That's a cra- And also, like, there is this little uh, this thing when you're a kid when you're like, huh, maybe getting the toys I wanted didn't fix that hole in me. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, you start to think, like, oh, no, maybe the world is not. Uh, uh, when, when, whenever you get, you know, the more you've built up what it is you want, and then, let alone if you don't get it, but then it's in it's some ways it's worse it. yeah. when you do get it, and especially when you're a kid and you've built these toys up as this toy is going to fix every problem I have, this spy gear, <laughs> finally going to be able to take down my enemies. Yeah. No, it doesn't and the work toys, that way. The toys are never as good as the commercial uh, yeah. made them out to be, so you're always somewhat disappointed in them. Yeah. I remember when I was like seven years old, and I figured out, like, oh, this is, w- this is the peak. Peak Christmas is when I am starting to walk down the stairs <laughs> on Christmas morning, and after that, it's all downhill. Yeah. So did you do like a long extended uh, G of the Joker dance down the stairs? I, I've been doing the Joker <laughs> jan- dance to to Rock and Roll Part 2 proudly yeah. for decades. So. Just really milking it. Yeah. Making it uh, last as long as possible. Yeah. And as a kid, my favorite song by my favorite artist mm-hmm. to this day. Um, I... I... My initial thought, you know, and I, I agree with you, but my initial thought was that the problem with Christmas Eve is that it's too close, or New Year's Eve, is that it's too close to Christmas. Nope. And that they should be moved apart a little bit. Nope. No, it's the perfect, it's it's perfect, it's the perfect amount that you can get away with not having anything real happen between them. Because there's no other holidays that are that close. No. That, that are... Kind that, of universally that, yeah, that, uh, that big a holiday. Yeah. No, if it was a week and a half even, we'd be back to reality and nobody would uh give a shit about New Year's yeah. Eve. Yeah. It's just close enough. Yeah. It's perfect. It's the perfect time. As for New Year's Eve itself, now it's the time, same it's the same number of days apart every year, or does it change? Uh depending on uh Leap year. Leap year. Mm-hmm. Um now uh New Year's Eve itself. Yes. Uh, I know people call it, quote, amateur hour. <laughs> um, For the listeners at home, Tim did 
the quotes with the air yeah. quotes with his fingers. Because like I understand, it's like, uh, oh yeah, it's people just everybody goes out and drinks. Yeah, it's like they're not professional drinkers. Like yeah, me. and every time like members of like my family say that, it's like I understand what you're saying, but also like, <laughs> do you I, understand <laughs> what that implies about you? <laughs> exactly. But I, I take it in the spirit. It, it's just like everybody's out trying to party at once, and uh, society isn't meant to sustain everybody being out and getting reckless and ridiculous yeah. at one time. I would say the problem isn't even necessarily that it's amateur hour. The problem is that there are some professionals or some people that are amateur looking to turn professional that they see it more as like, well, here's my chance to showboat. Yeah. Because <laughs> amateur, like amateur drinkers that go out drinking, that's where you get fun stories from. Where it's like that's where people get like funny drunk of like oh, I'm, yeah, this is a person I never see get that drunk and like yeah. boy they got way too drunk and they were you know they had their tie around their their head they wound up with the lampshade on their head right whereas like uh, the, they will they they wound up doing offensive accents but the people that are amateurs looking to turn pro they're the ones who are like maybe this is my year to really turn pro drinking I'm gonna drink a lot yeah and then those are the people that. You turn around, it's like, wait, they're who are they going home with? Wait, wait, why are they getting in that cab with that person? They're covered in vomit. Why are they doing yeah. this? They're the ones that, that, and uh, but then you're also like, overboard. well, they did punch that dude unprovoked, so maybe <laughs> yeah. it's best that they yeah, get out of here. Maybe you. they should just get out of yeah. here. Um, that's that's my thoughts about uh, the, the idea that it's amateur hour. Yeah, I think it's just that everybody's going out. Like, I don't like. I remember distinctly a few years ago, probably like four or five years ago, uh, I think you were there. A bunch of us went to uh, a bar called Larry Lawrence in Williamsburg, mm -hmm. and it was nice. We got like a nice uh, area all to ourselves. Okay. Um, oh, I vaguely remember this. And we're just like, we're going to be here, and we're going to sit here, and we're going to drink. And it was <laughs> great for a while, and then uh, everybody else in, in the area came in and- <laughs> You know, it just got real crowded, and then we couldn't get drinks, and then when we got up to the bar to get a drink, a drink was like $18, Yeah, and then it was like, oh, no, this sucks, and I just remember being like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be out on New Year's anymore, um, and uh, since then, low-key New Year's, that's the way to go. So that, that brings us into our next segment. Oh. <laughs> uh, the things you can do on New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, Tom. Okay, sorry. I a, didn't get the rundown before this. This is going to be a reoccurring segment <laughs> in 2020. Uh, to be honest, yeah, we're retooling the show. I haven't thought about how we're going to carry this 52 more <laughs> weeks. We'll figure it out. But I mean, we'll only need to figure it out for 51 weeks, and 52 rolls around. We can roll out the next segment. Yeah. Uh, here are the options, as far as I can see it. Going to uh, a public place. Be it a bar, a club. That's a, where I prefer to meet a dis all strangers. A discotheque. Yeah. Discotheque. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, going to a party, a private party. Okay. Uh -huh. And number three, not doing anything at all. What about going to the beach? Uh, I would consider that a private party. I w were you with us when we went to the beach? Yeah. Uh, 1999. Into uh, 2000. Into 2000. Yeah. That w that's nuts. Yeah. We, we, we celebrate, and this was like, uh, I guess a few of us had cell phones by then. Yeah, um, I didn't. 
but, but like I don't know. I was I was seventeen, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, that tracks. Uh, I had a cell phone, but probably it didn't work at the beach. Yeah. In fact, I'm sure it didn't work. Uh, and we went to the beach, and this was during the Y2K hubbub. So we all had like a great time on the beach ringing in the new year, kind of not sure whose watch was accurate because, <laughs> again, people didn't have like reliable yeah. cell phones. Uh, and then afterwards it's like, oh, I wonder if that Y2K thing happened. <laughs> We're not near anything. I just remember being like, oh, yeah, they say the, f- the planes might uh, fall from the sky yeah. and nuclear arsenals will be... Uh, d- all go off. Yeah. And the microwaves might stop working. And then I just remember being like to my parents, like, well, me and all my friends are going to the beach. See you next <laughs> year. And they're like, bye, honey. And yeah. like these days, I feel like we would all be freaking out about that. Also, part of the reason we were at the beach was just like, whoa, if New York City like explodes, we'll probably be able to see it from the beach. <laughs> and then like a year later, that wasn't so funny. That, that <laughs> prospect yeah. was like, oh, that could actually happen. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Oh, I thought we could go to the beach and if society collapsed, we could just swim. That I mean, part of it was like, we'll be at the beach and we'll be uh, removed and maybe we'll have to, uh, we'll be so far from, from society that uh, we can uh, repopulate. Yeah, we can start a Should new society. Should have some girls come with us. <laughs> we could have a new society here on the beach. <laughs> the math didn't work out on that one. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, but I was saying, let's start with, with Tim. You, you're derailing the new segment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim. The the first place. The we'll, first we'll, we'll we'll be this segment will get better in in yeah. subsequent weeks as we as we work out the kinks. The first option is going somewhere public. Yeah. Uh, and in my mind, that is more of a bar or a nightclub or a discotheque. Okay. Um, all these are bad ideas. <laughs> or New York City's Times Square. <sighs> that's a di- that's a whole different beast. Well, then where the hell is that on your list? That is you had three options. Uh, Look, I'm talking about the average layperson. Uh, I'm not talking, uh, not talking about, about New Yorkers. Well, I'm saying, hey, it's a New York thing. You wouldn't understand. I'm Only saying, in New York. you know, point oh 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 one percent of the world's population is in Times Square for New Year's Eve. I think that's high. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's probably still like There's 10 75 million, million people. people in Times Square. But uh, everybody has the option of either going to a public place, going to a private place. Yes, that's any time, Tom. That's any night of the week. Tim, you're ruining. That's how the segment was going to keep going on. Oh, in in reality, New Year's is what... You make yeah, the, of it. Oh, the segment, Any night could be New the Year's. The segment was gonna. It wasn't gonna be. Where, what are things you can do New Year's? It was gonna be. What are things you can do this week? Uh-huh. And one thing is you can go to a public place, but then every week it would be, it'd be like, well, I want to go swimming this week. Well, you got a few options. You can go uh-huh. to a public pool. Yeah. You can go to a private pool, or you can fill up your bathtub. Right. That's not really going swimming. It. Yeah. It's closer to going swimming than nothing. <sighs> Maybe not. Well, if you're really tiny and you have a big bathtub. Well, how often does that happen? Like Francis in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yeah, he could have done. I was so jealous of Francis. Pee-wee was cool, but Francis was cool. Yeah, Francis had that huge tub. Yeah. Um, Where do you stand on bars, clubs, nightclubs, and discotheques? 
Um, I'm generally not a fan. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I get along in bars. It's fine. See, that's where I feel like the amateur hour thing comes from because if you're going, if you're going to a bar that's not normally crowded on New Year's Eve, it's going to be crowded, and there are going to be people who are yeah really drunk Here's more more people that are really drunk than at normally at a bar, depending on the type of bar it is. This is the paradox of bars. I kind of enjoy going to bars, but I don't like being around people I don't know, and I often don't. Enjoy being around people I know, even. Right. But I don't see what's so appealing about a bar because it's just a bunch of strangers there. And I never interact with anybody there in any positive way. <laughs> right. Yeah. The it's entire... only when something goes wrong that I'm interacting with somebody. Yeah. I the don't only know time we're at a bar is trying to avoid that at all costs. And occasionally you might have uh, somebody near you at a bar make like a funny comment to you, and it's like, that's funny. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy a chuckle with a stranger. But then if they try and say something after it's that, like, it's like, oh, come <laughs> whoa, 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 on. Come on, Look, man, man yeah. I got my own friends. <coughs> I I, I'm not coming to a here. bar to have a conversation <laughs> with you, some guy I've never seen before. Yeah, come on. Uh, let alone if you try to walk up and talk to somebody, they're liable to punch you in the face. Right. They're, hey, that's my wife you're trying to talk to. Yeah. Um, do you think, like, uh, that uh, aversion to strangers is why we're not at bars all the time <laughs> um that's nah, tiredness too i think it's that and it's i think it's why we don't do a lot of things <laughs> that's true <laughs> you notice yeah, how like other people do so much more stuff yeah. than people like us yeah yeah i guess that, uh, maybe that's sense. maybe that's 2020 for me, maybe that's the twenty, the roaring twenties. Start doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna be out there, Tom. Start running a, uh, a speakeasy out of your apartment. I would love to. I, that, that's my nightmare, actually. <laughs> a big strangers, strangers come to Invite your apartment to into drink, my home for drink out of your bathtub. Thing. Yeah, it, yeah, you can't run a speakeasy, right? Not with you need permits. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not That's what makes it a speakeasy. You go to one of these speakeasies nowadays, and it's like, oh, yeah, we should go to this place. It's a speakeasy. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's I go a speakeasy in, vibe. And every time I go into a speakeasy place, I'm like, hey, you got a, you have a liquor license, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, busted. Yeah. I'm the speakeasy. Guess what? You thought I was the health inspector. I'm actually the speakeasy police. The cool police. See? Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, and you're going to have to get rid of that. Uh, uh, Burn it with a lighter. Yeah, see? Call up City Hall and tell them to go screw. Yeah, tell them, send all the cops you got. Tell them the, may the mayor, you're going to punch the mayor in the face. Yeah, tell them we're going to start serving drinks at uh, blind people, and we don't even care. Oh, okay, I thought you meant serving drinks to blind people. That's like, Tom, that's legal. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Tim, uh, are we still in the segment? 
we're still in this tip. The segment is look, you're gonna have to get used to the new format of the show. Okay, then. I'm because the segment lasts the entire episode. Now we're not even done with the first part of the segment yet. Uh, okay, just making sure. Uh, as far as track. public going to public places uh-huh. for New Year's is concerned. Uh, I've been to bars. Bars are annoying, but like, you know. They're it, too crowded. It's too crowded, and that's what's annoying. Honestly. I'm rich now, so I don't care that it's expensive. But back when, uh, and I'm not rich now. I just don't <laughs> spend money at bars really. Right. Through, like, my uh, social drinking budget has gone down by 99% <laughs> in the last five years. Yeah. Um, so You've shifted all that drinking to home drinking. Exactly. And that's much cheaper. You get yeah. The bottles are so much. I was always a bottle service guy, as you know. Right. So now I buy my Bottle own. service Timmy. Yeah. Now I go get bottle service. But I only stay for <laughs> 10 minutes and I take the bottles to go. <laughs> yeah. And, and they give them to you at a discount because of that? No. No, no, no. But. Uh, you don't have to tip. I don't have to tip. Or I choose not to tip. <laughs> Um, <laughs> See, in the past when I tried not to tip, these these guys at the club, they'd menace me. They'd shake me down. This is a tangent, and I know you're probably just going to tell me I'm wrong, but uh, sometimes I'll go, there's a diner very close to where I live, uh-huh. and sometimes I'll order takeout there and go there to buy, to pick up the food. Uh-huh. It's great because I'm like, hey, I'm like practically next door. How long is this going to take? And they're like, ah, 10 minutes. You call? Yeah, I call them nice. up. Because I don't do it through like the seamless or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and I, is that so, Grandpa? You don't do it through the seamless? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I pay when I get there. Uh-huh. But whenever I pay when I get there on a credit card, they always ask me if I want to put a tip on the credit card because it's one of these places where they have to like run the whole amount first. Uh-huh. So they always ask. I'm always like, well, no, I mean, I'm picking it up. Yeah. That's fine, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, the the kitchen staff generally gets a cut of the tip, right? Do they? I think so. Oh. I mean, I would, uh, I would be fine with it if I was like, ah, here's like a couple of bucks for them. Yeah. But, uh, but don't you dare give this to any of the wait staff. Well, they didn't wait on me, and I, it wasn't delivered to me. I mean, and the, the last time this happened, I felt like a jerk, but he was like, do you want to? And like he said it kind of dismissively just to check. Yeah. Like, like, you want you want to add, you, do you want to add a tip on this? Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't doing all the work, but yeah. I was, anyway. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, hey, tis the season to be sharing, Fred. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna attack you for it. Well, that's nice, Tim. Thank you. Uh, in the words of I'm not gonna, look, Santa Claus, they do exist. <laughs> because what am I gonna do? Tip 20% on a thing that I'm picking up or tip less than 20% that I just look like a, a cheapskate? cheapskate? Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, I'm not going to tip at all because I'm just picking up. I don't tip uh, the guys at McDonald's. Also, <laughs> you're doing the Steve Buscemi from Reservoir Dogs speech about it now? Oh, is that that's a thing? How, that's how I know you're in the wrong. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. <laughs> he has a big speech in the beginning. <laughs> oh, no. Why? Oh, because society tells me I don't tip these people, but I have to tip these people. No, I don't buy it. Oh, no. Uh, It's about why he doesn't tip in a diner. Oh, (laughs) God damn it. Look, otherwise I tip there very nicely. When your role model is Mr. Pink from (laughs) Reservoir Dogs, Tom, maybe I don't need to be the one to. I'm going to stop ordering (laughs) things from the diner. (laughs) I'll just order things delivered and I'll tip them. Also, you famously hate the Greeks, right, Tom? 
I plead the fifth. <laughs> wow, Jesus. Uh, the, oh, the why type. do you assume it's Greeks that own the diner? Because I've been there. I've been to that diner with you. It's a good diner. It is a good diner. It's yeah. great. It's a shame hours. that everybody's always spitting your food. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? A couple of times I've had hair in my food there, and I'm fine. I don't say anything. I don't, I don't I pull really it care out. about yeah. hair in my food. Uh, yeah. I'd rather find hair than not find hair. Uh, whatever. Well, <laughs> I guess that's not true. Here's I'd rather hair, find man. hair and then, then be told later I ate hair. Yeah. When people are like, oh, I'll never go back there. I found a hair. It's like, I don't know. I pulled the hair out, and with it You're came in- all the, the everything I didn't want to eat. Yeah, and also, like... Yeah, you're inhaling dead skin cells all yeah. day. It's fine. Yeah. Just, you know, eat strangers' <laughs> yeah. skin and hair. And also, half Gladly. The, time, half the time you're drinking, you're drinking piss. Anyway. That's true. Um, oh, sorry, about going out on New Year's time. Yeah. So going to a bar, you know, it's annoying, but it is what it is. You expect it. You know what I want to do, Tom? What's that? And this will be the last thing I do. (laughs) Ever? Oh, no. (laughs) Is it a (laughs) murder-suicide? No, No, because I'm pretty much... uh, This will be the last thing I do. Kill you and then put the gun (laughs) in my mouth. No, I'm going (laughs) to... I like the the idea that I'd (laughs) murder-suicide you. (laughs) Oh, what? You do it to your wife? (laughs) I would murder-suicide anybody. Sorry, I was being presumptuous. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I'm pretty much uh, resigned or excited about not going out to public places for yeah. years anymore. However, I have been on the outskirts of society, Times Square. Oh, okay. Were you? It was one yeah, year in yeah. college, I think. Yeah, I went I up there. there. And like we didn't even get close, and it was stupid, and like we were just we bored. got close enough to see the crowd. Yeah, which is what everybody wants to see. <laughs> well, there really is nothing to. I think we were all we were in college, but we were underage, and we had nowhere yeah, else to so go. So we couldn't get into bars, and right. we were drunk. We were drinking. Yeah, who knows what what we were <laughs> drinking and where we got it from. But yeah. it was like, yeah, let's not ring in the New Year's in this like tiny dorm room. Yeah. With, you know, eight of us sitting here. Yeah. So eight guys just sitting around looking at each other under fluorescent lights. Yeah. And being penned in in Times Square where you can't leave to go to the bathroom and it's just like. wear un- uh, diapers. You got to yeah. wear underwear. <laughs> Tom, you should be wearing underwear most places. That's just my one man's opinion. <laughs> um, but I would like to go to the Olive Garden in Times I Square. Was, I had that in my nose. I was going to bring that up. It's sold out now. It would oh. make sense. It's uh, only a few days before yeah. New Year's. It's four hundred dollars per person. I didn't realize it was that much. I recant my earlier. Hold statement. on. It goes from eight p.m. to one a.m. Okay, five hours. Open bar, mm-hmm. a delicious full dinner buffet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a DJ Will and his crew will be laying down the dance faves. Will <laughs> Smith and DJ DJ Jazzy Jeff. No, no, it's their son, DJ Will. <laughs> Uh, they used one, each of part of their names. Yeah, he also uh, happens to be a, a cook at the Olive Garden. <laughs> I mean, five-hour open bar and uh, an all-you-can-eat uh, Olive Garden well, buffet. Well, no, that's not worth $400. What's worth $400 is that you get to go on the balcony. The views from the restaurant are awesome, and there is a limited view of the ball drop from the inside. 
while we've had the good fortune of getting to see the ball drop from outside our front doors in the past, due to NYPD security issues, we can't sell the tickets based on the premise that a view of the ball drop is guaranteed. Our restaurant is surrounded by views of Times Square, but a view of the ball drop is not included in the price of the ticket. That makes it That's seem weird. like we're not allowed to say you'll see it, but you'll see it. Oh, you think? Right? I was wondering if it's like, nah, sometimes the NYPD puts up like a blast shield right in front of our restaurant just in case. Also, who gives a shit about the ball drop? I mean, if you're in time, if I'm in Times Square, I'm dealing with that, all that, or I'm paying $400. I want to at least see the ball yeah. drop. I don't know. I don't think uh, $400 is all that crazy if that's going to be all the money you spend that night. Yeah. For for uh, like a New York City New Year's Eve out, if you want to go all out, you want to like really make a, a big deal of it, it's a ridiculous amount of money to spend, but it's not that ridiculous compared to what other places would charge you for right. an open bar on New Year's Eve. So, let alone endless pasta and breadsticks, presumably. Yeah. For that, I'm putting Olive Garden in the Hall of Fame. However, the Olive Garden does not escape also being put in <laughs> the Hall of Shame. Uh, tickets can be purchased in person or through the inquiry form on this website I'm at, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, just just put your credit card number in the inquiry form. Uh, there is a $25 charge for the cost of shipping the tickets. Oh, come on. Tickets purchased by credit cards accompanied by blah, 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 blah. The, uh, accompanied by a credit card authorization form that are not shipped will be held at the restaurant for pickup and must be picked up before the date of event no later than Monday the 30th. Oh, that's ridiculous. Tickets purchased but not picked up by this date will be forfeited and we will not offer refunds. That's absurd. Hall of Shame, Olive yeah. Garden. You can easily just have a list. Like, Olive Garden does not normally have ticketed events, I would presume. So, it's fine. You could just have a printed out list and you can check IDs. Uh, the doors will open at approximately 8 p.m. Lining up outside the restaurant prior to the event can become a security issue as mandated by the New York Police Department and may result in your removal from the area. It sounds too risky, to be honest with yeah. you. I'll just go to an Olive Garden in the suburbs on New Year's Eve. Thank I you I like much. this, too. Uh, this is a smoke-free event. You will not be permitted to leave the building or, quote, step outside for a cigarette. <laughs> um, attire is business casual, please. Too fancy for T-shirts and sneakers. Yeah, well, that goes for like Olive the, Garden in yeah, general. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, and then they say this. I'm sorry I'm talking about Olive Garden. No, it's fine, Tim. It's the the season. Exactly. There's no table reservations or tiered ticketing. No one is permitted to pay extra for a view. Mm. So so you have to, like, stake out a spot, it sounds like, once you get there. But also, it sounds like, find someone, (laughs) slip them 20 bucks, and you'll... You know, this is another thing where, like, you're not permitted to pay extra for a view, which really means... Yeah, just find somebody who works here and pay them. And, yeah, and you're not you'll permitted, get wherever but you hey, yeah. it won't be uh, uh, frowned upon. The fact that they wrote 
we will not offer refunds as as big as possible. Yeah, yeah. Tim's uh, showing me his computer, and it is in a font that's bigger than everything else yeah, on the page. It is, it's like, it, well, it why would out. you have to? Why would you have to say that? Because every year they have to argue with somebody asking for a refund. That said, I'd like to go there. I bet it's full of the coolest people on earth. Yeah, well, fuck Tim. We should take eight hundred dollars from Patreon <laughs> and just we we should go there. We should br- brought oh. Instead of Little Women next week, it'll be uh, us. At, oh, if we, if the, we the other the people live, who paid eight hundred dollars to be in there would love two guys podcasting. From if there. we broadcast live from Times Square from the Olive Garden, uh, and then uh, it looks like this whole page looks like they're uh, itching to kick people out. Oh, well, I'm sure that half the people doing this get kicked out <laughs> for very good reasons. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the only, I, there's only a couple of times that I can remember ever not being at like somebody's house or the beach or a public bar for New Year's Eve. And one of them is, I remember, I think it was in college. It might've been the, the New Year's before or after you were just talking about, uh, went to like this club that was like in retrospect, uh, you know, a, a bad, bad news type place where it's like, oh, this place is $50 all you can drink beer on New Year's Eve. It's a little steep, but I guess I'll bet. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, anybody offering that, it's like, oh, this place is bad. Um, And it wasn't bad. It was just, I remember it was insanely packed. And this is when I was in college. And I was single and uh, very lonely. And... <laughs> And this girl came out to me and she was like, hi, do you have anybody to kiss for New Year's Eve? And I was like, well, no, actually, as a matter of fact, I don't. She's like, oh, uh, my friend is looking for somebody to kiss. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, yeah, no, it's not this cute girl. <laughs> but then she points to her friend. Her friend was even cuter. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If your friend's looking for somebody to kiss, I'll, I'll kiss her on New Year's Eve. And then I couldn't find her when the ball dropped or what I mean, not like I was like searching out. I was in- extremely uncomfortable with this whole yeah. situation, but also like extremely like, she, she's gonna like me. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> no, but also like extremely willing Her friend brokered this, so she has to do it. Extremely willing to be like, All right, she probably was too shy to ask, so she yeah, asked yeah. her friend and like, Oh, this is great because I'm again extremely lonely and now also very drunk. Yeah. And then the ball drops, and I turn around, and she's kissing this guy, and uh, this guy- You ruined my life! <laughs> no, it was a guy that- How dare you! You were supposed to be kissing me! No, they were making out like crazy, and he was gay. Okay. Yeah, I was like, well, you're barking up the wrong tree, lady. Hey, you idiot! <laughs> Don't you even understand? Here I am, a nice guy- <laughs> A nice straight guy. <laughs> willing- to, to kiss you at midnight because you're too much of a loser yeah. and a tramp. <laughs> no, and she was being a tramp. Oh man, no. Tom. I'm kidding. It was it was just like a real. Uh, it wasn't like that at all. It was I turned and saw that one. Well, that's a real kick in the teeth. <laughs> uh, that that uh, that's too bad. Mm. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> I thought I was gonna like. Uh, Get to kiss somebody on a technicality. <laughs> right, on New Year's Eve. 
And like that was fine. At that point, a technicality was 110% <laughs> fine by me. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't happen. And I was just like, probably uh, good for her because, like, at least it's like, look, she was just looking to kiss somebody. Yeah. Uh, for fun. And like this guy probably was just like, hey, for fun. And you were like, there's a lot riding on this <laughs> roll, Tommy. Yeah. I was like, oh boy, I don't know. Is this who I want to get married to? I'm not sure. Well, it's too late to turn back now. I've already told her friend I will. Uh, and then another time I was uh, I went to a New Year's Eve thing. This is with an ex-girlfriend where uh, we were in uh, the Bahamas. I think it was the Bahamas and went to a casino for New Year's Eve. Ooh, a casino New Year's sounds glamorous. It was. It was like very um, uh, James Bondian. Uh, but like her, her parents were paying for the, uh, the dinner and I found out like midway through the dinner that it was like a $1,500 plate dinner. Jesus. And I was like, what? Oh no. Like now I can't enjoy my dinner because this I is I just wanted grilled cheese. <laughs> and I just ordered chicken fingers. <laughs> Uh, so i felt incredibly uncomfortable and i was also like very very sick we had flown in a small plane to get there a small plane that also had uh it's like as we were getting into this small plane i was like how come there's two guys wearing handcuffs on this plane and somebody was like oh they're uh cuban refugees they're being flown back to cuba it's like oh no this is horrible like they're gonna get flown back and probably not get the best treatment about yeah. trying to flee Cuba. I was like, all right, well, to get that out of your mind, we're going to a $1,500 plate dinner. And I got a horrible, because uh, it was like a small plane, I was already sick. The altitude change, like my ear popped and then never unpopped. Oh, God. And it was just hor my horrific. And then once it started to, uh, like the pressure started to change, it was just like a 24-hour period of just, <laughs> was that satisfying a little bit? No, that it, was, it like... was way too slow to be uh, satisfying. It was horrible. And it was just me like constantly moving my jaw, trying to get that to work. But I was very sick, but I was not allowed to leave because it was a very expensive dinner. And I wound up coughing so hard I threw up in my hands and then I had to put the throw up in a plant <laughs> so nobody would see it. Happy New Year. Tom, I have a glamorous New Year's Eve story. Oh, as, well. as glamorous as mine? Probably a little bit more glamorous. Not getting kissed and then uh, throwing up a plant. I went and saw my fa my two favorite rock bands play a concert. Yeah. And then I snuck backstage and partied with them. Wow. But I was also very sick. <laughs> uh, this was, I think, 2004 into 2005. Mm -hmm. I was going to see the Flaming Lips open for Wilco at the world-famous Madison Square Garden Arena. Yeah. And I was coughing and sneezing a lot. Um, and I got real drunk before I went there. Um, and to I make got, sure you enjoy the concert properly. Yeah, exactly. Remember that was a thing? <laughs> it was one like, I need to be real hammered. One time I saw the Foo Fighters, who were my favorite band, and I don't remember anything about the concert. Yeah. Because I drank 
18 beers before. And nowadays it's like if I'm going to see something that the tickets were like more than ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, I'm not going to have a lot of drinks because yeah. I want to remember everything about this. Yeah. So I got there and we were in the last row on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I the took last row or the first row? The last row. Okay. So we had floor seats, but we were in the last row. Okay. Um, so it was good at, for Madison Square Garden. If you're on the floor, it's good. We were right near the sound. But you were sitting in a chair, to be clear. Yes. Well, that's where it's very confusing. What do you you're, mean? You're saying you were sitting on the floor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They, they had chairs on the floor. The floor is a section. Okay. Loge, tier one, tier two. What does the loge stand for? Lodge? No, just it's loge. It's a, it's a word. Um, so I took this big sip of beer. Yeah. And I was being obnoxious. I was, you know, 20 something years old, 22 mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, an obnoxious prick as I, you know, being one of those I you want to be. Out of. Yeah. Well, 2020s are going to be different <laughs> for me. I took a big sip of beer and sneezed it all <laughs> over this guy in front of me. And he just turned around and went, like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. And I went, sorry, I sneezed. <laughs> And he left the concert. <laughs> like this was during, <laughs> this was like before the opening band. And he was just like, "Fuck this! I'm not dealing with this asshole the whole time." I don't know where he went, but maybe presumably he went home. Yeah. Well, you know what? Nowadays, that's what I would have done. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I've been like, you know what? I really didn't want to come here in the first. I think place. he it's was gonna be a real pain in the ass getting home. It really seemed like he was our age. Yeah. Uh, now and it's just like oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> whole night I've been thinking about how I'm gonna get home and how it's gonna be a nightmare. Now this shit had just <laughs> yeah. It's eight thirty. You know what I'm calling a night. <laughs> yeah. Actually, thank you. This uh, this helped me make my decision. Yeah, it saved me a lot of money yeah. in cab fare. Uh, watch the Flaming Lips play. Didn't don't remember a goddamn thing. Watch. Mm. Wilco play, don't remember a thing, but I was in the bathroom. Uh, everybody was smoking cigarettes in the bathroom. Whoa. Um, and I was... Uh, Pooping. I was talking to some guys about Primus for some reason <laughs> in the band, and they were like, yo, uh, my buddies work in security over there. If you want to go backstage and get free food and drinks, uh-huh. uh, just uh, tell them, uh, you know, like Joe sent you. <laughs> <laughs> Joe from the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, so you know, the guy who likes Primus. <laughs> yeah, guess what? It worked. So like we were just uh, walking around, and then we were, like, we were so afraid uh, that we were going to get kicked out. Mm-hmm. And we were like... Uh, yeah, because he didn't have like badges on or anything. No, and then the concert was over, and we were just wandering around backstage, but we were like, we were young and uh, broke. Yeah. And we didn't have money to spend on uh, New Year's Eve prices, so we're like, we need to find like the band's... Uh, food right and drink and drink all their drinks and eat all their food and steal their guitars and steal their girlfriends <laughs> uh so we went back there but we were just like uh uh we have a friend named paul mckenna yeah and we were like uh if anybody asks just say we're here with paul mckenna he's running the lights yeah um and uh that gave us the confidence to go on into the bowels of uh, well, it's a great, if a bunch of people have the same name in mind, if somebody's like, hey, where are you doing here? Instead of, you know, four different people going, yeah. uh, yeah. if they're all like, we're looking for, yeah, Paul McKenna, yeah, Paul McKenna, we're looking for Paul McKenna. Yeah, he runs the lights. <laughs> he runs the lights. And it's, well, uh, it's why also would he be down that, here? That we knew a thing 
uh, about a concert. Right. That there are lights at a concert. Well, how would people, how How, would a lay person know that there are lights at a concert? How would would a lay person know that that there's a person behind those lights? Yeah. Those lights don't just change themselves. Uh, So we found uh, the... the the place with all the beer and the food, mm-hmm. but the bands were in there too, oh, in yeah. their families. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, well, we got to eat this food and drink these drinks. Mm-hmm. So we went in and we're like, don't worry, we'll we'll fit in. And I wound up uh, making fun of this one guy in Wilco. It looked like his hair was a helmet. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept calling him hair. I was <laughs> like, hey, hey, helmet hair. Hey, hair. And he didn't like me. Um, and then I drunkenly kept telling the band members how uh, big a fan I was of their band. Yeah. They didn't like that. Right. Uh, they were trying to hang out with their, like, girlfriends and families and stuff. Right. And <laughs> they probably didn't want fans in their dressing rooms. <laughs> yeah, but nobody kicked us out. And then when they were leaving, they were like, we're going to go party at the Soho Grand, the uh, the bar there. Yeah. And we we're like, okay. And then we followed them out, and there were all these black SUVs waiting to take them down there. Mm-hmm. So we just got in one. What? <laughs> And we did, and then we drank, and we had like all this expensive champagne at the Soho Grand, uh, and uh, I mean, none of the band members wanted us there, but like, you know, I was hanging out with. But my they friend. probably thought like, ah, uh, this is probably like the promoter's son or something. Yeah, and, these. I mean, how how oh, else would oh, they get back here? Oh, I heard they know Paul McKenna, <laughs> right? They the know lighting the guy, guy. running the yeah, lights so, for Madison Square. Yeah, Garden. we'll show them a good time. Yeah. So that was a cool New Year's Eve. I drank expensive champagne. I don't remember any of it. I threw up on the street uh, after that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I was during that. No. Probably that, probably that, that time you uh, almost kissed that girl. Yeah, maybe. It might have been that same time. A deal was almost brokered to get you a, a midnight kiss. <sighs> One of these years, Tim. One of these years is going to be my year for some somebody to tell me their friend wants to kiss me. And okay. then I'm going to do it. You know what? Was it a prank on you? Were they doing a prank on you? No, was it a prank? Because like I said, the the you know what? Like honestly, I don't think she even laid eyes on me. I think it was mostly like this uh, he, the the guy she did kiss was a very nice guy. Yeah. And I think she probably just saw like this guy's a nice guy. <laughs> like I'm he doesn't seem like he's going to do anything weird yeah. or throw up in my mouth. Yeah. And there was a chance I would have done either. <laughs> <laughs> Both at the same time. Uh Tim, uh segment two. <laughs> uh go having a private party. Yeah. That's that's the best way, right? I mean yeah. we that's what me and you have both done. Like we have a couple of friends that have like uh both done this in recent years and it's great. Yeah. And people tend to not get as rip roaring drunk. Because you're like talking, you're having conversations, yeah, and, and like, uh, and you're not screaming over each other, yeah, and uh, you're not uh, getting like pushed to the fringes by a bunch of strangers. I was gonna say, I feel like in situations where it's hard to get a drink is where I get the most drunk, because I get very like antsy about it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get two drinks when I go up there, and then I'm immediately gonna get back in line just in case, <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna get the strongest drinks in case I had to wait for a while. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get whiskey. I'm gonna get whiskey doubles. I'm gonna get two. <laughs> then I'm gonna get back in line. Whereas if drinks are easily accessible, that's when I wind up having like two drinks. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a lot easier. Exactly. Take the stress out of it, man. Uh, also, I realized it's a 
bummer. It's a goddamn kick in the teeth to wake up feeling the worst you're going to feel all year on the on first, the first day, day yeah. of the year. Like I said, I'm big on the whole like, hey, it's a new year. It's a new opportunity to like rethink things. And then you wake up and you're like, ah, fuck. I'm, uh, the, sa- I'm the same shitty piece of garbage. hell with everything. This yeah. year's going to be worse than ever. Yeah, exactly. I've, I don't have the capacity to change. I'm just going to watch America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> Remember when we used to, we did, we had two or three solid years uh, when we were roommates. We spent New Year's Day. Where people, <coughs> excuse me, would just come over uh-huh. and uh, watch America's Funniest Home Videos that we had uh, DVR'd. Yeah, we would ring in the New Year by watching some pratfalls. Yeah, and we'd order a whole bunch of Papa John's. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was weird. It's that a weird tradition. Weird. Yeah, but it is a good tradition. Yeah. So that's what we recommend. Yeah. Well, not Papa John's anymore necessarily. No, it's owned by Shaq now. It's not owned by Shaq. He's Shaq's like there. Investor. Shaq's making the pizzas. No. I mean, those pizzas made me feel ill for two days. <laughs> two slices made me feel like I was going to die. Uh, did you want to go into segment three real quick? Segment three, uh, staying home and not doing anything. I'm getting close to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, that's the thing. You realize uh, like New Year's Eve isn't like a thing. It's not a real thing. It's, it's fine. a construct, man. Yeah, man. Uh, no, where if you've that's where I'm at right now, where if I have something private that I can go to, uh, like, you know, a, a person's having a party at their place or whatever. The champagne room of a <laughs> strip club. Right. And when I say something a friend is doing, I mean a promoter at a strip club. Yeah. Um, or a stripper that you've fallen in love with. <laughs> Right. That uh, you're sure also has feelings for you. Look, Tim, why would you look at me the way... It's true. I'm, I'm, I'm You've seen, I've taken you there. And yeah. I said, look... Yeah, regrettably, you have <laughs> taken me there. It's very uh, uncomfortable for both me and the woman. Um, If if I don't have, like, a, a friend's party to go to or something like that, like, I would 100% be like, oh, cool, I'm just going to watch Dick Clark. Well, I got terrible news what? for you, Tom. Uh, no, they still run it, Tim. It's it, everybody. It's an American staple. Dick Clark was murdered by Ryan Seacrest. What? Almost a decade ago. No. More than a decade ago. No, I think it's less than a decade. Actually, I was looking it up. Um, yeah. If it were up to me, I think. I mean, the, I, I like spending time with friends and loved ones, so I'm going to do that. that but if that wasn't it immediately like, available to me, I'd right. be like, let's see if I can get a bootleg of Uncut Gems uh, <laughs> and just watch that on the couch. Yeah, if I'm not spending uh, New Year's with people that I care about, then like, oh yeah, no, I would just hang out. I would just go to bed early or whatever. Yeah, Play some video games, maybe. School some noobs. Welcome to the new show, Two Cool Guys. Man, the 20s are going to have a lot of uh, <laughs> more fun anecdotes like this. <laughs> if you like the show, you can check out more at tcgt.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. If you want to support the show, do your Amazon shopping at tcgt.com slash Amazon. 
And check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash complete guide, where you get episodes of Books the Podcast every week. This week, we're finishing up Little Women. Little Women, I finished the book, Little Women. Well, let's take a look at what I thought, what I thought about this book. Yeah. Then I'm going to see the movie. Yeah, I'm going to go see the movie, too. Starring Lady Bird. Starring Lady Bird and Midsommar. Yeah. Directed by Frances Ha. And Hermione is in it. <laughs> and uh, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash complete guide. Hey, it's a real fun show. Even if you're not a book nerd like yeah. me and Tim. Um. We're not going to be spending New Year's Eve together. This no, year. we're not. Yeah, we'll be apart. Are you upset about that? I am. Who am I going to kiss on New Year's Is Eve? Is that why you were uh, uh, imploring me uh, or trying to goad me into a murder suicide <laughs> earlier? Yeah, I mean, Tim, how can you ring in the New Year's without your uh, old friend Tom? Uh, man, it, it, I think we've uh, pretty much rung in most New Year's lately. That is true. One of those New Year's is, uh, I told you about, well, you You've since heard about it, but uh, uh, that guy, James Acaster, wrote a book, and uh, he talks about our friend Jeff, and it relays a story about you and Jeff at a New Year's party, and I was there, and I'm not even mentioned. Well, I threw the party. It was at my home. It wasn't at your... Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was at Pollock's that year. No, it was at mine. When did you have a New Year's It was when I lived in Williamsburg um, on Maspeth. Was I there? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine I wouldn't. Well, have been. you were mad because you you claimed you were at the party, and uh, even though I had the conversation with Jeff, yeah, that's credited in the book, you were like I was there, right? But you know, you you're not actually even sure that you were there, <laughs> right? Well, you know what? Uh, uh, I think well, you owe Jeff an apology. And James Acaster. Maybe you should take back the death threat that you sent well, him in the mail. It's too late to the Royal Mail. I I sent I did send a letter to the publisher asking for them to recall all their earlier copies and publish a reprint. Yeah, that just had just a little parenthetical. Tom Reynolds was also there. <laughs> this is too notable not to not to mention. Well, here. I told you it was an extremely weird thing. I like James Acaster, and uh, once I heard his new book was uh, named after one of Jeff's uh, songs, I was like, oh, I have to uh, get this book. But then. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, I don't actually, was it, I don't think it was published in America. I don't think it's in print physically in America, right? Yeah, so, but it was on Audible, and I was like, oh, well, especially, like, it's a comedian. Like, oh, I'd rather listen to a comedian tell their story. They're going to do, they're going to emphasize the right words and everything. Um, and, yeah, all of a sudden I hear, and he's like, hey, well, and then Jeff, he talked to his friend Tim. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I know. Tim, I know I already knew Jeff, but now Tim, and I'm like, <laughs> any minute now, <laughs> any minute now, he's gonna be like, and then Tom came into the room, and then you looked over and he was kissing some gay guy. <laughs> Me? Huh? <laughs> All right. No, I was I was trying to, uh, you know, you were expecting something. Oh, then, I see. You know, I was trying to. Uh, now that sounds like I was making a a, a rude joke. Yeah, it does. I was just trying to mirror your earlier story. I see. Oh, but this wasn't something about anybody kissing anyone. I know, Tom. Uh, you know what I meant. 
says, you know what? I'm just going to leave all this in You're gonna 2019. <laughs> start the new decade on a new foot, Tim. <laughs> Spend the first weeks of 2020 getting uncanceled. <laughs> trying to figure out how to dig myself out of this hole I was trying to make. It, it, uh, you were just trying to wrap up the episode. And just nice me being like, bow. no, you didn't understand the joke. It's just like, oh, so I'm dumb. No, it, no. It was a poorly... I should... I could get out ahead of this and just edit that out, but nah, it's my week to edit. Okay, well, you're gonna, gonna turn up the volume. I'm gonna on turn that up part. the volume on that part. <laughs> it's gonna be loud. It's, I'm gonna put it in the beginning too. It was a poorly constructed joke, but uh, no ill will to <laughs> to any community out there. I also said uh, Goomba earlier. You'd <laughs> <laughs> like to apologize to uh, Super Mario. <laughs> exactly. His brother Luigi. In the entire Mushroom Kingdom. 2020 is going to be different, everybody. Just you wait and see. We'll see you there. That was a HeadGum Podcast.